Hello and welcome to Living Word Ministries. We're impacting lives and changing the world. Join us as we dive into the Word of God. I started dealing with some very strong animals, bigger than themselves. And the way they, they clung onto that animal, it was like powering that animal out. So, what would it take for a human to think? Right of fighting the lion. What would it take? Not only for not not even, even for any serious reason, but just for the reason that you know one of your sheep had to be devoured by the lion, and it's like, how dare you take? I mean, something that belongs to, to me one way or the other. So the next thing he's thinking of is to fight the lion. Wow! I would even think of it. I would even dream of it. But he is saying that in, even in that perfection, there is a limit. Amen. Now, if, if, if you look at the word, the word limit in itself, it, it, it means that it doesn't cover the whole spectrum, so it leaves a space one way or the other. That is not covered. So, so that limit in itself is talking about means that it doesn't cover the whole spectrum. And that's the kind of limit he's talking about. If, if you say you are, you are limited in an area means you, 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 you don't have the capacity in that area and you don't have the capabilities in that area to really work to that level of perfection we are talking about. And he is saying that to all, to all perfections there's a limit. Now, what he is trying to say there is, is trying to liken the perfection of humans. And what he's absolutely saying is that if you look at the perfection of humans, no matter how you look at it, he can be a king, but the fact that he's a king doesn't mean that he will cover all the spectrums. Because as far as he's a king, he's a human that will cover up to a certain point, and after a certain point, you would need something else to cover the rest of the spectrum, and that does not come from humans. Because he's seen that that... In spite of the perfection he's talking about, he's seeing that there's so much room that needs to be covered, and that, that, that room that needs to be covered cannot be covered by him himself as a human. So who covers that limit? Who covers that spectrum? That's what he's contemplating. And he's saying that to all perfection I see, he's not thinking, he could clearly see that in all perfection there is a limit. In the range of humans, there would always be a limit. And we go for our all stuff things we go for. And we pride ourselves in our, in our PhDs and our all stuff things we want to talk about. In all those perfections, in all those, there are limits. Within the PhD area, if you look at the economics and stuff like that, we still talk about the postures, the assumptions. God doesn't make assumptions, does he? But the assumption means that all things are equal. Oh. So if, if all things are not equal, what happens? Who deals with the, the all things not being equal? Who deals with that? Have we asked ourselves who deals with all things not being equal? So all things not being equal, you will realize that we have things like recession. All things not being equal, you see that we, we, we will go to wars. All things not being equal, you realize that we, we do things that for some reason seem like we are there, but we are not there. 
Amen. All things being equal, it took us um, so many years to finalize the Brexit deal, isn't it? That means assumptions were already holding. There were limits within the human thinking. Boris started it. He won a, a, a landslide election. And in the history of um, the conservative parties, was like, wow, he's done really well. Some few months down the line, he found himself having to say, what well, I have limits, so I have to resign. I'm talking about somebody who doesn't resign. Because he has no limits. He will come at the structure. Now, what David is saying there is that he has seen himself as a human. And he knows very well that even in spite of all his perfection, there are limits. And he went on to say, but. What does the but there mean? But. It means that he has realized something else. Amen. And what he said that is that, but your commands, your commands, whose commands is he talking about? Whose commands is he talking about? A king has commands himself as well. A king will tell you pay the taxes. God doesn't come to tell you pay taxes. A king has his commands. A leader has his commands. If you get a prime minister, he has his commands. He will tell somebody to resign. He the person has to resign for some reason. He said to the leader of um, the chairman of your party, you have to resign. I, I don't need your services anymore because of X, Y, Z. Did he? It will happen. The man has to do that. <laughs> Amen. Now he has his commands. But what I'm saying is that if you look at what David is referring to, he said, but your commands, which kind of commands is he then talking about? Which commands is he talking about? And whose commands is he talking about? He's talking about his own commands. He's talking about the commands of men. He's talking about the commands of, of, of something else or somebody else. The commands. The commands. So we are trying to talk of who has a command. Who really, who really talking about commands? And, and, and you, you realize that when Moses was leading the Israelites, he came with the commandments of God, isn't it? So those are commands. And if you look at David at the time, Christ hasn't been in his jurisdiction. So in the reality, he's talking about commands. Then he's talking about the commands that God had brought to the Israelites when they were, they were, they were, they were, they were carving their, their, their part from, from Egypt. Amen. And they were slaves in Egypt. Sometimes we, 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 we say things we don't really understand. If the Israelites were slaves, we can also be slaves, isn't it? Amen. God actually deals with slaves. God is actually interested in slaves. Do you know that? Yeah. So if God is interested in slaves and I'm a slave, I thank God for being a slave because God will be interested in me as a slave. Amen. So I'm not fighting somebody who calls me a slave. If you call me a slave, you give me the God, my God, a very good weapon to work with. Amen. To change me a slave or use me a slave to do something that you, the, the, the whoever who is not a slave, will realize that, yeah, there's something in the slave. Powerful. Amen. Yeah. Now, what he's talking there about is the command of the Lord. And he's saying that, but your commands are boundless. Did you see any limit there? Now, if you, if you, if you look at a limit and a word boundless, 
It tells you that boundless means that it has no bound, it has no limits, it doesn't stop anywhere, it keeps going, it keeps going. So anywhere there has to be something that needs to be done, there is a command of the living God that will spread far to where that particular thing that for some reason the command needs to deal with. Now, some of those areas, perhaps, if I'm sick, then maybe God should heal me. So, the bond that God is dealing with is one way or the other. You, you might perhaps not have to go and see the doctor, but you see that there's something called the power of the Holy Spirit. And you will see that the, the, the power of the Holy Spirit doing something much more powerful than what the one with a limit, who is a doctor, can do. I have seen that. I have realized it. So I know that when David is talking about a limit and a commander has no limit, he is clearly dealing with areas where men would have a limit and areas where the, his creator, the one who created him, will have no limit because the one who created him, if he should have limits, then you can just imagine where the human would be. Amen. So he said about the commands are boundless. Why are we talking about the commands? We are talking about the word of God as a resource that has been given to us. Now, I don't know what kind of resource you want to hold on to. But I want to make you clearly aware that if you have something to hold on to as a resource, then perhaps not the economics. Then perhaps not the mathematics. Perhaps not the medicine we study. Perhaps not the philosophy. Perhaps not a psychology. Perhaps not a criminology. Why am I saying that? Because all those that we study has limits. They, they, they all have limits. They all have limits. And how do I know that? I know that very well. Because when we are dealing with some of the elements, all we say is that all things being equal. And then you have to state the assumptions on which what you are saying to be perfect will hold. If the assumptions are not there, if the assumptions are not there, how can you hold? So you will realize that the Bible of England will say all things being equal. They will have to say that. Because if your behavior doesn't seem to be the way they expect, then they will increase the interest rates. Why? Because all things are not being equal. What they are expecting from you is not what they are seeing. If the way they expect you to behave is the way you behave, then they will reduce the interest rates. Realize something. If they had known it beforehand, they would have handled it beforehand. If they, they had known it beforehand, they would handle it in a way that the interest rates will not be increased because they know the implications of increasing the interest rates. So they have limits. But if you must, you will realize that when you come to the commands of God, they are boundless. Then in the command of God, if we subject ourselves to the command of God, the command of God then will teach and speak and let you know that it's a resource that you need to fend for yourself as humans here on earth. Why do we pray? And why do you think we have to pray for our leaders? We have to pray for our leaders because if they are living by the commands of God, it will be boundless. If they are living by, by the school they went to or the schools they've been through, the, the so-called big schools. Now what happens is that we pride ourselves in the schools we go to. And if you go to a certain big school, just like they always want to, 
If I have to be in a very big school, when I was growing up, all I was thinking of is going to a very big school. Why am I thinking of going to a very big school? The pride it comes with, the prestige that it goes with. So I'm thinking if I go to that school, I'll be, oh yeah, I went to the University of Ghana. It's the only university in my country. How many will get a chance to go there? Not many. I mean, how many will get a chance to write it in the A-levels? Not many. So if I happen to get a chance to go there, amongst many of my name, all it was, and one of the big shots, isn't it? So I can pride myself and say, maybe my biography, you see, I can say myself, I'll write a biography. I don't know if I've told my wife, actually. I don't need it. Church, I'm telling you to as well, isn't it? I don't know why I have to say it here, but I've said it to my family. I don't need it. Amen. I don't need you to tell about me when I'm gone. I want you to know me when I'm around. I want you to know me when I'm around. Just know me when I'm around. Amen. When I am gone, I have a spirit. That spirit will continue to live. It has eternity. Don't tell that story for me. My spirit in itself will tell the story for me. And it will do what it needs to do. Not the book you will write about me. Amen. 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 So I'm looking at what the Bible is talking about here. About the commands of God. And I've got to realize that even the things I'm studying really. <laughs> Sometimes I, 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 I like talking about economics a lot. Because economics is not to do with a normal, with, with normal, normal way of behavior. Normal way of doing things. One way or the other. Identity. And, and if you look at that one. And, and we have the, the micro and the macro. And sometimes you get yourself to the micro and the macro, you think, hey, yeah, I mean, you are dealing with the stars, isn't it? Because you are seeing almost everything that has to do with, I mean, your day-to-day -day living here, in, I mean, in there. And then, um, I remember when my colleague came, they brought him from Canada, and he was talking about so many things, and one, thing, one of the things he said, that really struck me, he said, look, guys, don't forget that most of the things we are talking about, they have no idea. Because what we can't control is the behavior or the people who want to control. And I was like, wow. Listen to what he said again. He said, you know what? I'll tell you frankly. They brought him from Canada to come and help the alien economy of the United Kingdom. He's a human being, isn't he? And he said, the, the reason why they brought him is that because he's dealt with the economy of Canada very well. And he said, look, the Canadian economy, although it's a first world country, it's not the same as the as the European economy, and it's not the same as, as, as the economy of the UK. What I will do, right, is just use the same principles we used before. But from what I have seen, I haven't seen anything that you're not really coming. So what we need to really, really, really work on, right, is how to tune our own people to behave in a certain way that our postulates will follow. And when we are able to get that through, then we can say that the, the things we want to work with can really work. What is he telling us? He's not for the remedy. He doesn't really know exactly what to tune to make the economy behave the thing the way we want it to behave. And that way I realized that. <laughs> so what book? What book then? What book? Because Mike had read the books. He had really read the books. He has been flown from a certain country to come into our country to come and help our situation. Look, they've flown somebody from another country to your country to come and help you here in this country. Now when we talk about Christ, you think, oh, well, what are we talking about? 
will throw him from, 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 from the right hand of God to come and sit on your case. Just like my colleague can come and sit on your case. It's not anything different. We have a God. And what, what we are talking about is that if, if, if in the perfection of man there will be limits, then where lies where lies the area where there will be no limit? And the area that will be, the, 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 the be no limit is what I'm talking about. It's the word of God. It's the commands. The commands. The commands. The Bible is saying the commands about this. The commands would give you every answer you need here on earth. Amen. Amen. I don't know the school David went to. I don't know the school that even Moses went to. Have you heard about the school Moses went to before? In the whole Bible. Have you read about any school that, that any man of God went to? Have you read about anything like that before? What does it tell you? What does it tell you? You think God is interested in our PhDs? In our degrees? <laughs> you, think, you think he's interested in our degrees? Your degree is what you need to fend for yourself here on earth. Amen. I'm not saying it's not needed, you know. You need because if, if you apply for jobs and stuff like that, you have to show what you'll be able to apply yourself to 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 to, to, to do one way or the other here on earth. So they might be requiring that you, you you have a certain idea or a certain kind of knowledge in which you want to apply yourself one way or the other. If you want to do let's say accounting, of course, then you should have an accounting background. If you want to do a certain kind of thing, you should have the background one way or the other to do what you want to do. But you think God is talking about any of those? Have you heard me talking about any of those? You think God is interested in any, any of those? He's interested in you. You, 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 you as a being, you. Amen. And why he wants to get into you to realize that when you have his commands, his commands covers every spectrum, and once he covers every spectrum, things that now is and things which are yet to come, it is his commands that covers all. All. He is not a man that will repent of what he has said, whatever he has said concerning us will come to pass. Amen. So if he says that it is his commands, indeed it is his commands. So I want us to realize that much as we want to have... My, my young man there... I like talking about him a lot, isn't it? Because of course, I mean, I live with him almost every now and then under the same premises. I, I, I look at him carefully, I see him doing the stuff he, he's doing here and there. And, and sometimes I, I even think in my head, I don't even know what he's doing. <laughs> I mean, you always see him behind the books, and you, you wonder: is he is he is he really aware of, of what he's doing? Really, because I mean, you see yourself doing what he's doing, or you see yourself done what he's doing, right? And you come to a certain realization that look, in all that we've done, really, what we live by. It's not any of those. Right? What, what we, we really live by is what God has said. And even if I've not been to school before, God will feed me. As a matter of fact, my grandmother didn't go to any school. Right? My grandmother never sat in any classroom. So, if I'm thinking that sitting in the classroom is the end of it all, I'm a joker. And if I look at what my grandmother was able to do in her own self without sitting in any classroom, sometimes... He marvels me. My grandmother. She could then read the, 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 the Gara Bible 
Because she can read the English Bible. I said, oh, who will teach her? I say, oh, you can't read the English Bible. And it's like, because you've not been to school. And she's like, yes, I've not been to school. But at least I can read the Gaia Bible. And for, for her, reading the Gaia Bible is good enough because it's getting the kind of knowledge that she needs to get from the Bible in a way that God will be able to relate to her in her own understanding and for us it's all. So no, no need really to worry herself about going to sit in the classroom. No, 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 no. But then she said to us, well, I, I, I managed to sell my kenke to educate your father. Where is the wisdom coming from? To educate your father. And then your, your father also thinks, well, if I, if I am educated, then there's something good in educating my children one way or the other. So we also need to be educated. Isn't it? But look, the, 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 the bottom line of what I'm trying to draw at is, is what are you really educating yourself with? Is, is the difference. Amen. If, if she could not sit in the classroom, but yet she was able to fend for about three or four children and, and, and took them through school to pay their fees and make sure they get that level of education to speak the English language, then God was talking to her one way or the other. Or God has a way of dealing with her one way or the other. But, but what she was talking about almost every now and then, and if she is singing her songs, right, what you could clearly hear is the commands of the living God. Her hope and her trust in God. Amen. And, and, and these days, those are the kind of things we, 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 we sort of find how, how do I say this? You know, I, I hear her talking, I hear her singing, and, 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 and you, 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 you realize that there has been a serious deposition into your spirit. Amen. And perhaps if she hadn't been the kind of person she was, I don't know who perhaps I would also have been. Now, I have a senior brother who, who was one of those guys, and today he calls himself. I don't say, I, I will, well, today he's the pastor, he said. So. <laughs> yeah, today, today he's a pastor. Today, still, today you call him bishop. But when I see him, I still call him Obi. I don't call him bishop. But sometimes we call him bishop, isn't it? I'm serious. You know what he talks about? He tells us the stories of our grandmother. He tells us the story of the Bible. What our grandmother used to talk about. Amen. And, and he says sometimes when he's having his quiet times, he hears the voice of our grandmother. And I say, well, it's a deposition of the spirit of the grandmother. Not perhaps knowing what she was doing, but sawing the commands of the Lord. But it doesn't take how long, perhaps humans might think, but somehow, somehow the commands will find itself in the living and the generations that will follow thereafter. Amen. But she didn't really have any economic theory to live with us. What she had was the commands of the Lord. Amen. 
And the command of the living God has the power to save. So me bringing my grandmother's issue in here is what she was saying, which is so powerful. And the power in what she was talking about is actually what was saving us and bringing us to a certain kind of understanding that it is indeed the Lord. It is indeed the commands of, of the Lord. When it becomes a resource that we should hold on to every now and then, that in times of difficulty, in times of fear, in times of hopelessness, what you can rely on, what you can hold on, is what is boundless. And what is boundless is got the power to save. And as long as it's got the power to save, it will redeem and say, Amen. And I want to read another scripture. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Let's look at Ephesians. Ephesians 1. Not my last scripture. Amen. Or 16 to 18. If somebody is there. Ephesians. Amen. Are we there? I have not stopped giving thanks to you. Remembering you in my prayers. Amen. 17. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Amen. 18. So I pray that the eyes of your hearts may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope of which he has called you, the riches of the glory, of the glorious inheritance in his holy people. Amen. Amen. What I want us to realize, let's go back to 17. So I keep asking that God, our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. I want you to realize something. What you need in life is the spirit of wisdom and revelation. What we need in life, watch it. Is the spirit of wisdom. Not only that. And then revelation. If you, if you have the spirit of wisdom. You will rule your life. If you, have the, if you have the spirit of revelation. You will be guided as to how to go here in this life. Amen. And it's all in the commands of the Lord. Amen. And if you follow the commands of the Lord, as long as it is his command, you will realize that the wisdom 
thereof would follow. And when you are following the wisdom of God, it will be boundless. And once it is spirit, spirit in itself is boundless. And I want us to realize one thing. If you follow humans, humans, we are terminal. So whatever we come with will be terminal. I'll end on this and God will next week will expand his life further. I want us to realize that if you're talking about perfection and what David is talking about is the fact that with humans, as long as a human life is terminal, the human wisdom will be terminal. And it will have limits. But if you follow the spirit, the spirit is so terminal. Amen. And if the spirit is so terminal, it is boundless. And if you are being, if you are being controlled by the spirit, and the spirit gives you the kind of wisdom that you need as a person, then you will realize that you will not be found wanting. And you have the clear spectrum within which you want to operate. And the elements of the enemy will not be your portion. Amen. So I want us to be mindful of this fact. That if you follow Christ, you are the spirit of wisdom and the revelation. And it says that so that you may know better. Knowing better comes from the spirit of wisdom. Knowing better doesn't come from me. I'm human. Amen. Knowing better doesn't come from me. So, so if you think I'm your hope, then, then you are getting something wrong. Your hope in itself should be from Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, who will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you will know better. And that's my prayer, that you will know better. And knowing better comes from only one source, and that source is the spirit of wisdom. And revelation. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, O God, that you've spoken unto us, O Father of God, regarding your word. And I believe and I know, Father of God, once you've spoken to Father of God, you will ensure that we will speak manifesting to Father of God in our spirit. And our spirit will follow will manifest itself, O Father of God, through the revelation that you've given unto us. And with you, O Father of God, we will be example of the kingdom to come. We thank you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you were blessed by today's message, why not share it with a loved one? And as always, stay connected by visiting our website at www.lwmi.org.uk. We hope you were blessed.